Welcome to the All Things Reality Podcast. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith. And today, we are joined with our first guest from Survivor 41. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. I don't think that I've ever been as excited for a guest as I am for this one. I don't, and that's not even, like, to try to kiss up to our guest. Like, I've loved everybody that's been on our show before, but, like, I've never loved a Survivor player or any reality TV competitor as much as I have this one. So, this Survivor competitor made her debut on the 41st season of Survivor, which introduced a new era. Our guest was a last-minute alternate who started out on the Yasa tribe. She quickly formed an all-women's alliance with Liana and Evie that controlled their tribe's pre-merge vote-outs, but she was a target for the minority vote-out for those first two tribals that she attended. I like to say Tiffany's curse. Anytime that someone went for her, they were next. Coincidence? I think not. She was able to turn things around and redeem herself from prior challenges when Yasa went on a winning streak all the way to the merge. Please welcome the best guest we've had, in my opinion, on the All Things Reality podcast, Tiffany Seeley. What's going on, Tiffany? Hi. Now, am, just let me know. Am I saying your right name? Is it Laith? Yes. Laith like Faith is what I tell people. Faith and Laith. Okay, so Laith and Champagne. Well, that was one of the best um, introductions I've had in my life ever. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> You know, it's gonna, I'm going to have to, like, turn around now and say that this is, like, the best podcast I've been on. Ah, oh, my God. And you've been on Rob as a podcast. Ah, That's a huge I mean, compliment. Like, I know. I'm like, that was big. But, like, production <laughs> was something to be um, reckoned with. Um, thank you for the introduction. That was awesome. Of course. And I was not even being dramatic. Like, Tiffany, when I tell you that, like, like I'm a like you like I don't know why I just connected with you I vibed with you so much when I watched like my friend group that watched Survivor every week our group chat name was Tiffany Fan Club with your pro with your your cast photo and then once you got voted out it was changed to hashtag Rip Tiff with a black and white photo of your cast photo that's how much I love you so much so in case you don't know here let me play this audio for our our listeners um, from what happened from my reaction when Tiffany was voted out so. <laughs> season's over this, this... we turned off the television we didn't watch the end of it i did not care i, I went back and watched her her post the, her thoughts at the end but i didn't want to see any more to me the season ended in that episode when tiffany went home so that's how big of a fan i am of you you are a super fan of me which is i mean undeniably one of the coolest things ever so i'm gonna be <laughs> cool with that um it's interesting to me that you know that I've had so I've had almost like a cult following in a lot of ways for a lot of the fans that have been the fans that I have are incredibly invested in me and um it's just very interesting because you know I do fashion myself to be like very lovable and fun and cool and all those things but in regular life like not on tv you know so <laughs> I'm amazed that like my fans stuck with me through that balance beam um ridiculousness but I'm so glad you did. And I'm, I'm drinking out of my Yasa cup right now. Can you see Oh, it? oh how cute. Yeah, isn't that cute? I mean, I know the listeners can't see it, but I'm, I'm drinking out of a Yasa cup. And I'm also, you are the first two to hear me on my microphone. So wow. I really invested in the podcasting biz. How do you guys feel about that? I'm honored. I'm so honored. <laughs> I'm even honored. Yeah, like... I, you have no idea how big of a deal that is. You, you did know that when interviewing me, I actually turn around and interview you. So I want to know where are you guys from? What where where are you living here? These two. Ah! 
Well, okay, so Laith and I have never actually met in person. It all started from TikTok. Um, Laith commented on one of my videos because I was like a reality account. And um, he said something along the lines of, if I were ever on reality TV, I'd vote you out because you're too good. Something along those lines. And I was like, She's clearly oh, a threat. he's I coming mean... for me. Oh, he's no, coming they, for they me. So to know who's, who the good people are, as you can know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a good read. <laughs> and then we just exchanged like DMs and Blaith and I have never met each other. I'm from uh, Michigan. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm from Virginia, right outside DC. We're both college students. Okay, so you're both college students. What, okay, so you know my son is in Michigan, right? Yeah, my one of my friends. One what? of my friends. She's probably gonna be so mad at me for telling for telling you this, but one of my friends was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get in with with Lucas so that I can be so Tiffany can be my my mother in law." Hold on. Hold <laughs> Listen, on. he he def- he definitely drunk. Um, I probably shouldn't say that on this podcast, but whatever. He definitely drunk like Facetimes me in the middle of the night with like bunch of people, and he's like, "Mom, like, oh, here we go, <laughs> like my pajamas, and my hair is like super up and whatever." Yeah, he goes to Michigan State, Champagne. Tiffany, can you hook us up? I want to. I want to hang out with him. I want to hang out with Tiffany's Tiffany's son. That's so cool. Oh, you do. He is super fun. He's in East Lansing. He's in um, what's his? He's in Pike in East Lansing. So you can go check him out. What What grade is he in? He's a sophomore in college. Oh, I'm a junior. Well, we're both juniors. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I want Tiffany as a mother-in-law. Are you kidding me? That's so cool. <laughs> I'm freaking fun. I am a fun, mo- I will be the most fun mother-in-law ever. I'm not kidding. I'm, I am a That's lot of a fun. Surprise. Just for the record, it's not just my balance beam skills. I'm super fun in real life. <laughs> I mean, it's a little annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Like I jump out of closets and I do things like that. So that's super annoying, but I'm fun. Right. Yeah, we could tell. I could tell on the island. But they honestly didn't really show your personality in the beginning. I remember, like, you hopped on one of our live streams. I don't know if you yes. remember doing that. And you were, like, commenting, like, the funniest shit ever. You had me, like, laughing. I'm like, damn, like, you're actually really funny. Why didn't they sh-? And I, I loved you before that. But they didn't even show how funny you were until, like, they showed it a little bit after that. But at that point, they didn't show how funny you were. I know. I, I, you know, I, I often wonder if it's because they have to do the editing a certain way and tell a story. And that, like... In some ways, they don't want you taking up the screen time. I feel like they showed me a lot. Like, I feel like I got a great edit. Minus, like, the first one where they made me look really stupid, which, by the way, I wasn't stupid. I knew exactly what was going on. But, you know, they edited it all messed up. So, whatever. I didn't care because I figured if I'm really down right now, I'm probably on an upward trajectory. So, I was like, I'll be okay with that. So, my I, w- I really was shown a lot. Like, I feel like I was in almost every episode. And I feel like I was saying things that were, you know, memorable and they did not show a lot of my funny stuff. I did a lot of funny stuff out there. A lot of it was inappropriate. I'm not going to lie. So they probably couldn't show it. Like, you know, it was ridiculous, but also I think that post season, you got to see a lot of who I was and I did try to talk to the fans a lot. I really made a very, very conscious effort of writing everybody who wrote me on Instagram back. You don't even understand every single person that ever wrote me unless it was a rude comment, like disgusting. I answered everybody back or hearted them or something. And so because I didn't, I, it, I'm nobody. I mean, I'm somebody, but I'm nobody really. And I never wanted anybody to think I was like, you know, above that. And I always said, if I ever can make somebody's life, that makes people's like, people that are super fans are so invested in you that when they mm-hmm. see you, it, they freak out. <laughs> like they freak out. Oh my God. I'm like, champagne, now we're friends. So no, we're cool. Literally, I remember our first interaction or so. I remember 
uh, I think it was Lath. He texted me in all caps and he was like, Tiffany followed me on TikTok. And I was like, what? Like, what? And then I remember I was just commenting on your TikToks and you followed me back. And so I DM'd you right away. I was like, what an honor. Like, but then you took it a step further to join our lives, which you didn't have to. You didn't have to join our lives. But when I tell you, when that happened, that made our day. And I remember Lath saying, Tiffany's here. And I thought for some reason it was Big Brother. I was like, what do you mean Tiffany? And he goes, no, Tiffany. And I was like, what? I saw you comment. And I was like, <laughs> like you didn't have to do that. You were like ignoring her comments. Like she was like, she was like commenting funny stuff and you were like completely ignoring her. I'm like, right, do you know who's in this live right now? I didn't even see it. But I just want to let you know that, that that wasn't, you didn't need to do that. But that made my day. And even joining Laith's live, that made his day completely. Oh, it makes, listen, it makes my day. Like I, there was a, a bunch of kids that um, were texting from like college or something. And I, and I, in the middle of the show, I FaceTime them on WhatsApp, on like Instagram live and they've just freaked out. I was like, hi, I'm like, you know, it takes two seconds. And I know people want to be like, oh, you know, I want time. You have time. Yeah. Like I have time to do it. Um, you know, my kids in college, my other one's home and I actually do have the time to do it every now and again. And it makes everybody so happy. And it's so nice that, you know, there's younger kids that are, you guys are young to me because my son is your age. Actually, you're older than him by like a year. But mm-hmm. um, I also really connect with kids. You know, not, I'm not going to say kids. I connect with young adults very well. I'm the parent. Thank you for calling us young adults. To not tell everybody <laughs> all the problems, all the issues everybody comes to my house so it's like the open door oh we gotta go talk to lucas's mom and you know nobody's afraid to tell me anything and i and sort of guide everybody through and it's always been my house is like the open door policy so if you guys ever find yourself here out in plain view come right come on right over um you have an open invitation so yeah so it, it it's been really fun and um it's been a lot like post game people think that it's like over and i think i was under the impression that it was like finale would come and by the way i've watched finale but really not like in its entirety if you can believe that like I was at the finale party and I just there was so much going on that I feel like I was Mm -hmm. catching glimpses of it but I don't think I ever really sat down to watch the whole thing because obviously I lived it but after I saw myself shoving my face with pizza I was like (laughs) at that little reunion that that reunion I'm never watching that again why do I need to see myself eating pizza why (laughs) I'm just wondering I love a good mukbang Mukbang. I mean, like, why? Why? Was <laughs> so stupid. I was sitting in Ponderosa. I was hungry. I was at Ponderosa for like eight days. Like, what are we doing? Why are we eating? Oh, I can't even. But anyway, so our Survivor finale was in Chicago. Um, oh. Was that like an officially sponsored event, or was that just? Like it was just not. We did it ourselves because we didn't get it. From, we didn't have anything, so no, it was not officially sponsored. We did it ourselves, and uh, we had some crashers there, so you probably could have gotten in, no problem. Um, <laughs> But everybody got COVID. You know, I know that people were, were got pretty sick at Hearts of Reality, right? Like it was like Adam, a COVID freak out. I remember Adam got COVID. Um, I didn't hear of anyone else, but I know Ad- Adam for sure got COVID. Yeah, kind of went around. That's what happens when you have big gatherings at that time. But things are getting better, thank God. And we'll all be at Hearts of Reality next year. <gasps> You'll so be, we'll there be there next year? I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't miss that. Sort of like, you know, um, I don't know. Planes not flying. We'll be there. That's the only thing that's going to stop you. That's it, Leif. That's it. That's all that's going to stop me. All right. Okay. So let's let's get into your experience on Survivor. So 
right leading up to that, you were that you had a whole little thing prior to the show that you were an alternate, right? So you were called very last minute. So walk us through that process because I know some people find out months ahead of time that they have all that time to prepare, but you had a really fast turnaround. So tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you. Okay. So um, so what really happened was pre-pandemic, uh, I had put in a video of myself uh, four years prior to, um, I think it was like 2018. No, it was probably 2017. It was four years ago. And from the time that I first got called, which was pre-pandemic, it was September pre-pandemic. Okay. So Mm -hmm. four years before that, I put in one video of myself, like sitting on the couch, taking a video of myself. And I never even thought about it again. And I got a phone call pre-pandemic in September from a casting person who I thought was, this was a joke. I'm like, am I going to have to pay you like $9,000 and then <laughs> some scam? Like what's right. happening? You know? I didn't even answer the phone. That's the best part. I didn't even answer the phone. <laughs> and um, so I got this call and, and she was like, no, this is real. We pulled your video. And, you know, do you think you can send us a new one? I said, sure. I went home and I made a new video and apparently it sucked shit, but whatever. Oh, am I not allowed to say that? Sorry. Apparently. No, you can, you can say whatever you want. It was not the best of videos, Life and Champagne. It was not my best showing. But I kept saying to my husband, people really just need to meet me. Like there's, I don't know how to explain myself. I'm like a character in and of itself, right? So yeah. but I did my best that I could, whatever. And I went through the entire process. I mean, Jeff Probst called me at home, Matt Wagen, and we did FaceTiming. Um, I made it through that. And then I got sent out to LA. And I did the seven-day pre, like the seven-day um, casting. And, you have to and this was it. all pre-pandemic? This, this is all like pre-pandemic, yeah. Like winter 2019 around, would you yeah, say, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. And for 41 and 42. And they said to me, um, you know, you need to make it to the final day. And if you've made it to the final day, then, you know, you're look, it's looking really good. And so I went home and then it was the whole, do you want 41 or 42? Do you prefer one or the other? And at the time I was thinking like, if I had to do one, it would be 41 because my son graduates high school at the time. Right. So that would be 42. It would kind of mean that I missed that. So I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, pref- I, listen, um, beggars can't be choosers. I'm like, put me on whatever season you want. But if it's like a choice, like 41, right? Okay. So that happens. Make a long story short for a pan- pandemic hits. And I never really got a hard yes, but it was pretty much a yes. And then mm-hmm. pandemic hit. And she was like, uh, the casting person called me and she's like, all right, well, now we're not going out to July. Can you go out in July for 41? Or do you want to wait for the next one? I'm like, again, I am doing nothing. I will do whatever you want. Fine. February comes and it's like pandemic starting to wind down a little bit. My husband and I go on a trip and I get a phone call the minute I land in Miami and it's my casting person. She's the good news, the bad news. And I was like, "Uh Oh, what's the good news? And she's like, well, um, you're an alternate. I was like, okay, what does that even mean? You know? And I was like, Oh my God, like that's so crappy after two years. But you know, there was a lot that went on this year. There was a lot of like, you know, they wanted people of color and they wanted the whole movement and I get it. And they needed to really switch up casting. So I got the boot, which was fine, but it was, I was super disappointed, but I was pretty confident that eventually I will be on when it was my time, but it was still very upsetting because it's like, I just waited two years. Like it was not just like, it's a lot, you know, it's not just like mm-hmm. you're throwing in a thing and that's it. Anyway, make a long story short. She said, whoever drops from COVID or whatever you're in. So it was like, listen, if I'm finding out that I'm going to be on Survivor, I'm locking myself in my house during the pandemic. Like I'm not even leaving to like check the mail, right? I'm in yeah. my room, shut the door. Don't come near me. Like, don't even feed me, leave me in there. 
and then we'll figure it out. Right. So I'm like, Oh God. And I'm looking at my husband and now it's Wednesday and Thursday. And I know people are already out in LA and that's a killer. Cause I'm like, it's over. And then Saturday, it was a Saturday in the afternoon. And it was, there was one more testing round for COVID. And I see my casting person's name come across my phone. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is it. Really? You knew that was it. You knew it, right? I knew it. And my husband was out on a run. So that's why I had my video camera up because he was on a run when I got that phone call. So I had a major heart attack on the phone because Jesse called me and everybody called me. My husband was on a run. I had nobody to tell. I called my father. I'm freaking out. He's like, you're going to have a heart attack. You need to calm down. I was like, are you crazy? Calm down. I was like, I was so excited and so overwhelmed at the same time. And then I had videoed my husband's reaction. So that's why I had it. It was an actually authentic moment where I told him I made the show. And um, from there, it was 24 hours of like, leaving my job, paying my bills, getting my kids settled, getting my dog settled, getting my husband settled, like getting clothes. I had to go to Target and just throw $1,000 worth of clothing in a bag that they could possibly pick from. And by the way, those were the worst outfits ever. But we're not even going to go to that because I didn't give a flying. I was like, I don't even care. Whatever I get, just put it in orange and yellow. I was like, all these, like, you know, the worst colors ever. The bag I brought with me on the plane, you could swear that like there was a dead body in it. It must have weighed a <laughs> I think I just took like my whole wardrobe and just threw everything in there, like sneakers and just everything, whatever. Anyway, and that was the story. So I had 24 hours to get out there and I was in LA for one night and they flew me out to Fiji the next day. That's so wow. crazy. So it was insane. It was a whirlwind. But when they call you and they say you're on, you are running like a maniac. You don't care what you have. I can imagine. On. Yeah. Right. So, so then you got there a little bit later than everybody else. What was that? I know you guys had like, there's like tent city. I've seen people post about on TikTok, Lauren, Ashley Beck and Kelly Wentworth have talked about that. And then you're there for like a few days prior to going out. What was it like in those tents? What was that pregame experience like for you? Um, so that's a great question because to be honest, like I was a casual watcher. I'm a fan and I watched everyone, but I wasn't like where I would know the seasons and the names and the people. I was not like that kind of fan. I was more of like a casual fan. Like mm -hmm. I knew the show well, but I didn't like retain information because for me it was purely for like entertainment yeah. purposes. Whereas now I'd probably be studying that like I was taking the SAT or something. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, I need to know this. And you know, right. but I, I think it actually helped me because I didn't have a lot in my head from it, but so we had to do quarantine in Fiji for 15 days before we even went to Tent City. So we were under lockdown in our rooms where we couldn't leave for like seven days before we were even let out of our rooms to go for an hour walk, which we call the prison walk because it was <laughs> in a circuit, circle for like an hour. I had Sydney in front of me in a bikini. She was like all so cute. And I was like, I think I'm on the wrong show. I think I'm on the wrong <laughs> show. <laughs> That's all. You guys were just like walking in circle. Like that literally is a prison walk. It was like, a prison walk. <laughs> and I was eating like it, like I, it was going to be my last meal because there was nothing to do. <laughs> we just had literally 15 days of nothing to do. I played Sudoku for hours. I mean, they gave us like little games to do and like a, a like a fire stick to watch like what they put on a fire stick. And it was just 15 days and you're sitting there and you're in your head, you know, and it was a lot. And then we went to the uh, resort where normally it's not where they have it. But this year, because of COVID, they rented out like an entire resort, which was actually really nice. But Tent City is basically like tents in a row, exactly what you think. And those tents are so hot that by like night three, I I was laying in their tent. I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> it was so hot. I thought I was going to literally die. I, 
I've never been hotter in my life. And everybody was feeling, I mean, it was brutal. There were like toads jumping around all over the place. So like, if you left your tent, you were like stepping on them. Like it was just so hot in there that I was like, this, this is like unbelievable. It was, it's hard to even explain because the sun beat down on those tents all day long and you'd get into them at night and there was no air. Right. So like you would just lay there and just, just be dying of heat. I was like, this is brutal. And we were in tent city for like seven nights, which never happens. Usually it's like three days and you're going into the game. So it was like 21 days before we even got to play. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Did you like, did you know when you were going or was it just like, Oh, like, what, am I going to be going today? Or like, no, yeah, we didn't know. Prison no, we didn't know. Wow. The only thing that we knew was, Oh, you're getting closer. Oh, you're getting closer. It was really a lot. And when we got to like pregame, I'm sorry, when we got to um, press day, that's the day where you're like doing all that press that you guys see that's released before. Like we go out there, like, what do you think it's going to be like and all that stuff. And, that day is really, really difficult too because it's a thousand million degrees and you're sweating to death and you're going from one spot to the next and then you're sitting in tents all day and it's just, it's so hot. It's a lot. Like this is part of the show that you really just have no idea about. And, and you can't like, it, it's, you imagine it's going to be like a certain way. And then when you're out there, it's so surreal to begin with, but then the elements on top of like, just wanting to start to play the game and then not being able to talk to anybody the entire time. You know how to talk. So you're looking at these people for like 21 days and you don't know what their names are or anything else. Were you scoping them out? Like this person's a threat. Yeah, I, I want to trust like this it. person. They were afraid of me. They said I was intense. Shocker. Stop. <laughs> they said I walked with purpose and I was intense and I was staring a lot. Well, I'm also blind when I'm not wearing my glasses. So I was like, I was probably like not even being able to see. And then there's like a thousand million mosquitoes that in, in, at the resort. I was being bitten like crazy. We were a mess out there. We were a mess. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah, you're just staring at each other. You're like sizing each other up. And then, you know, you get like those feelings, like by looking at somebody, like you can get their like energy and I'm really good at that. So, so who like, specifically, who specifically did you get a good vibe from right away? And who specifically, like, did you not really get a good vibe from right away? So Evie right away. So Evie and I were in quarantine. We, during like the military quarantine that we called it during like the 15 days before the pregame, she was literally across from me. So they would like drop our food in front of our doors and we'd have to open it and get our food. And every morning we'd open the door and I'd see her and you know, you're not allowed to look at, you're not allowed to say anything, but we'd see each other and it'd be kind of like that, you know, like whatever you could do, right? Because <laughs> you were so scared of getting in trouble and being sent home. So you like yeah. just kept your head down. But we, we were like an instantaneous, like it was instantaneous instantaneous and then the minute right before we get on the boat to go to the marooning we get like our the colors that we are and I saw that she was my color and I was like yes like I just knew it we were just instant oh so that's my awesome first. yeah so okay so then this is kind of a part where I've never heard about from any survivor player walk us through the day of the marooning so we've heard I've heard about the marooning I've heard about tent city walk us through that transitional they wake you up they knock on the tent what's the vibe like you get on a boat walk us through what that day is okay. like 
So you're at Tent City and they they tell you that night, like you're getting up really super early. So you get up in the morning, you go, you put on your marooning outfit because you have like three outfits. One is the marooning, one's your challenge outfit and one is like kind of what you had at camp, right? Mm -hmm. So they put you in your marooning outfit and in that morning after you get dressed and they check you and everything, you put your buff on and they give you your buff and you find out your color and then they sit you in like rows like at the, where you would eat breakfast and you're waiting for the boat to come. But before that, you're going into the room to be checked out by the doctor and also make sure that you have nothing on you, literally nothing, like nothing in your pockets, no bobby pins, no anything like that, so that you can't bring anything out there that, you know, would be considered cheating. So you're fully checked head to toe. All you have is what's on your body. And that is it. Um, the handlers say goodbye to you. It's pretty emotional for them because they've been with you the whole time and they want to wish you luck. And that's like, you know, it's kind of like a big, big silent family. It's bizarre. And you get on this boat and you're sitting on the boat and like your hair is blowing. You're like looking at all of each other and you're like, holy shit, this is it. We're going. And it is so unbelievable. It's one of the most amazing experiences. Like it's very hard to explain, but Evie and I were literally sitting like for, uh, face to face because our she was sitting in this bench and I was sitting in this bench just facing each other. And she had the, I, I call it the cheesiest smile you've ever seen in your life on her face. And I was like, just looking at her and we're like, hair's blowing. Meanwhile, my hair was like, actually like, like nodding up, you know, and there was nothing cute about me at that point. And um, you had that, you had that first confessional though, where you were like, you looked kind of cool. You look kind of badass looking out into the wind with the wind, like the wind blowing through your hair. You looked cool. I thought. Thanks, man. I, <laughs> I didn't, but thank you. And your double braids. So cute. So now you're on that big boat and now they shuffle you to three separate boats. And those are the boats that you see us coming in on those black, like buoy boats. And you're, you're on those boats and they're video, you're going in circles. They're getting their shots. You know, you're literally not saying anything. You're just sitting there as they're driving in the heat and the sun and, you know, videoing you. And then they take you to the boat and you literally are climbing up the side of the boat. And as you see me coming over the boat, that is actually all real time. It's the first time you see anybody and learn anybody's name. So this is the first time we're all seeing each other and we're all like, okay, we're allowed to look at each other now and like smile and be like that warm, holy crap, we've been together for 21 days and we don't even know anything but our um, initials because they call you by your initials. So, mm. you know, it's like DBTSEJ, like, you know, LW, nobody's a name. And it's like, all of a sudden you're meeting Jeff. The moment is, you get to see the moment. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's exactly what you saw. So you were like, literally, I walked you through what it is. It's just a bunch of like going from one boat to the next boat and then videoing you in every single angle you can think of. And then you get to the, to the big boat. And, it, and that was how it started. So you get to the beach now. What's going through your head? What's your strategy? Are you thinking like short term or are you thinking more long term? You know, this is really funny. I was thinking, do not get voted off first because you are going to ruin your children's lives. That's, that's all everybody's I could, first thing. Like, right? that's, you never want to be humiliated like that. I, I was like, I don't, I don't care what I do, but I am not getting voted yep. first. Like that is the absolute, like I had in my head, I had like hurdles. I was like, don't get voted off first, make it to merge, right? Make it to family visit and make it to final or whatever. But and win. to be honest, once when we didn't even have that, right? Like we had the most yeah. messed up season, but once, you know, once you get past that, like, not being voted off first, your confidence starts to build because you're like, okay, 
I can relax now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, and I did it. And I knew I was not being voted off that first night. And I, they kind of made it look like I was, but, or they made you think it was the possibility that there was no way I was going home that night. Like it just wasn't, it was the girls alliance pretty much from jump. And then- So when, instantly, so instantly you formed that with, with Liana and Evie? That like wasn't yeah. even a question when you first got there? So, well, Evie was playing like everybody pretty much. So she kind of did what I normally would do, which is make an alliance with everybody. <laughs> But I saw she was doing it. So I'm like, I'm going to let her do the work this time because my strategy was not to be as loud and leader as I am, which I was able to be not as loud. And I was able to let her be the leader, which was great for me because um, normally I take the lead. And so I was like, I'm going to let her do this. And she was really working it. And so once uh, when I felt secure with Evie, all I needed was to know who she felt most secure with to know that I was safe. So like, I knew immediately that she had Xander. I'm like, okay, we're good. That's at least me, her and him. That's three. That's good. And I knew she had Liana and I'm like, and I knew I was, she wasn't letting me go anytime soon. And I also knew from her that she wanted a girl's alliance. Now I didn't care. I did not care if it was, I, I would have aligned with whoever wanted to align with me. Like I wasn't looking to be like all girls, all boys, all this. No, I could care less. Whatever felt in my gut, right. And that girl's alliance felt right. And I was good. Once we got rid of Abraham and I knew that he was, I knew he was going out that night. It was, it was just very obvious from the, how the day had, had gone. Um, what, what, what happened during that day that was made it so obvious that he was going home? So he broke the flint. Oh, um, after oh the boys, we didn't even see yeah, that. After the boys like worked their butts off to get the flint and thing, he went to strike it and start the fire and he broke it. Now you can imagine like these boys are coming back and he's like, I'll start the fire. Like, let these guys start the fire. Right. Cause they just work. They just, they just busted their ass for it for the last like hour or whatever. It right. Was. Right. Hours. So like, but nobody says anything cause you're all like being so like careful. It's the first day of survivor. You don't want to put a target on your back. Totally. And so, yeah. and you do know, I started the fire for my tribe, right? What? No. Did they show you know that? that? You never saw the sh- scene. I was the one who started fire for the tribe. As you should, Queen. Oh, I did not know scene. that. Oh my god, I was so pissed that they didn't show that because they made me. I'm gonna go. Look. You said there's a clip out there of it. I'm gonna go watch that. Of clip course, right there's a this. clip. There's a huge clip of me starting the fire. I was. I feel like a fake fan right now that I don't know that clip. Oh my I god, go. I'm so you're a fake fan. <laughs> oh my god, please, please don't say that to me. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I started oh, fire. That's and and on the on the scene, I said, and I started fire, and I gave them life. So now they need to keep me. Yep. So like, I knew I was staying because I was a super, you know, I was, I was fine with Evie. I knew Abraham was going. And once we got one guy out, it was a you matter of, right. It was going to be a matter of how far are we going to go down to who? And then it was going to be a matter of, is Evie going to take me or Liana? Now, if you would have asked me now, I would have said Evie was going to take me it, like right after the game. I would have said it was me the whole time, but I think she might've taken Liana if it came between the two of us, because I would have been harder to beat in the end because of my social game. So she might've taken Liana, but I knew that she was very close with everybody besides me. And I knew that because she was, I was good. So like, I wasn't going to work too hard. So let's talk about that Abraham Abraham vote. So he was really pushing you. And because of that one performance you had on the balance beam, they were saying that you were a liability, that you were, let's vote Tiffany out, yada, yada. That was, the balance beam happened. The balance beam happened with the Voce vote. That's, that's, he, that's a difference. He, Champagne, he threw my name yes. out because he just needed somebody to throw under the bus. I was in the boat because I had taken all the paddles and put them in the boat. I was doing all that work while they were looking for the last paddle. But he literally admits that he just threw my name out because he didn't want it to be him. So he just took somebody's name and threw mine out because I was the oldest of the ladies. And I guess he figured that I'd be the first to go. 
Okay, sorry. That's yeah, my question was for the Voce vote, so I totally jumped the gun on that. I totally jumped the gun. So so let's move to, let's move to that then. So we brought up the balance beam. That's probably your most infamous moment. Um, <laughs> to walk us through walk us through that that because that's kind of ridiculous. Because I feel like comparing you to like Heather, Heather couldn't even get a ball. No hate to Heather, but like when you compare the two, like you got over the balance beam, but then Heather couldn't even get that ball through. In I don't know if it was the third or fourth uh-huh. episode. And she got, like, this whole hero moment, and then you just, like, kind of, like, they made you look, like, pretty weak, because they, they show, like, a little, like, like subtitle of you being, like, I can't do this, or something like that, or, like, I'm dead, or something like that. Totally. So, th- the best part of that is when Heather does not do that, you know I did the entire challenge. I got all four bowls up there. Yep. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, my moment, right? And Heather's struggling. And he's like, this is what it's all about. Meanwhile, I'm on the balance beam dying. And they're like, you can do it. And they make me look like I'm, like, shot in the neck with, like, a, with like a, a you know, a horse tranquilizer or something. <laughs> die. But what they didn't show you was I did in the middle of that stop. I sat up. I went like this. Shut the f- up to everybody. The whole, all the videographers, all the teams, they were like, and I go, shut because I couldn't concentrate. I needed to concentrate. And then I just like laid down on the, on the beam and I was like, dear God, maybe you should just let me drink. Shut up. That's so <laughs> funny. Just end it all. But, but I did get over, I did get over. And yeah, it was a sucky performance, but also I didn't, I wasn't wearing shoes. So I didn't like realize that that was going to be a big problem, but that was a learning moment. Cause I, from then on, I wore my sneakers to every challenge. Um, and I don't have the upper body strength because of all my surgeries. And I could not like, like, that's just not a, a movement I have the ability to do. So I was mm-hmm. able to go push through it, but it was really, really tough for me. And um, it, it was a sucky challenge for me, but like, it was like four or five minutes. It was bad, but like, they were still in it. Like they still had time to start the puzzle. And if you're a super puzzle master, you could have finished it. But like, so, you know, I was in trouble. I was in trouble. As far as that performance, I was in trouble. My dog is tapping around here. Do you hear her? No, I can't hear her. I don't hear it, but um, if you... I don't know what you're doing, actually. She's <laughs> but... missing. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> No, they were trying to get you out. So, they... um, yeah, so that was a shitty performance. They said, you know, she's a liability. Let's get her out. Did any possible thoughts that maybe Evie and Liana would have gone against you and voted you out? No, and this is like an argument that Voce and I have all the time. It's like, how did you know that the thing wasn't going to be activated? How did you know... In my head, I was so set that I knew Evie and 1000% wanted a girls' alliance. It would not have made any sense for us not to have that at that point. We had the numbers. So there was really no other thing. It was so it ended up kind of being like, who should we vote out, Xander or Voce? And like, Voce argues that I didn't get the target off my back by voting for him but that wasn't what I was trying to do honestly I just didn't care who was going out as long as it wasn't me and because he threw my name out I just sort of made an emotional move and said let it be Voce because you know what he's gonna throw my name out there he's putting my name down which he didn't need to do he could have put Liana's name down that was the original plan and then we were voting out Xander but then he changed it to my name and he got super paranoid and whatever whatever and at the end of the day, I was like, there's no way if this kid does have this activated idol and everything is as said, right? Meaning that he doesn't have a vote and it's not activated. There's no way it's going to all three be activated in the next one. And if it is fine. So he uses it. I'm still no, I'm okay. Because if we do lose, I still have him in my pocket because of Evie. And it's more likely going to be like either 
we blindside Xander somehow, or we, or me, or then I would have to campaign that it has to be Evie. And I think that because Evie was going so hard against Xander, I would have turned around and been like, Xander, uh, Liana's going hard after you. So like, we got to vote her off. Like if that was what it came down to. So for me, I felt like Xander was much more easy to manipulate than Boche. And he was like strategy, strategy, strategy. And we were super close out there, but he was not talking strategy with me. So for me, okay. it was an emotional move and it was just like, it's over. But I never thought for one second, it was maybe for an eighth of a second, I thought it was me just because you're always paranoid that's you. You never know yeah. what can happen out there. And with these twists, who knows? But like, I really wasn't, I, I was pretty, I would say 95% sure, maybe even more that it was not going to be me that night. Okay. And yeah, because I was going to say I was pretty confused because um, it seemed like in post game, you and you and Voce have been like so close. We heard about your aqua dumps together. Um, you called him your your island husband. And then in the in the edit that we see, it's like Voce has to go. Like it's it's you calling the shots like Voce's got to go. And then he's gone. It, that, so I, that's exactly what it was. And then when I got home from the islands, I hadn't even met him after that. Like he went home, he flew home. <laughs> and so, you know, the pre-jury flew home and we were out there for, he was literally at work and we were still playing the game. How awful is that? Like that's terrible. That's so bad. That's it's so terrible. I felt so terrible. I mean, listen, and I got home and we just clicked and he's one of my best friends and I love him dearly. We fight all the time. Um, but he was, you know, we were just super close. You just, this is part of the game. Like you just have a shared experience and you just click with some people. And um, he's one of my besties. Yeah. It was just really weird that we just became really super close in the game and it just carried over. And then the conversations of why did you put me out? Like, cause you know, he looks at things as very like that made no sense and it might not have made sense, but what makes sense in survivor? Nothing. Yeah. So looking back at that, we know Xander went all the way to the final three and it was going to be Xander at first, and then you switched to Voce. Do you regret that at all? Because you could have gotten out in potential idol play. Do you do you regret that move at all? Or do you think it was the right move to do Voce? To be honest with you, those idols never really came into play for Xander. He never used them. I mean, he used them yeah. only as like a showpiece or whatever it was. And in, in a vote that I don't think it really mattered that much. Um, so no, I don't regret anything because you could lose your mind if you sit and regret because every move that you make and every decision is what changes it for the next time. So you never know what you're going to do. And of course, when you get home and you're sleeping and you're eating, you're thinking straight and you're like, why didn't I do this? What? But you're not thinking like that when you're out there. Your brain is, you're so depleted that you think you're thinking at a thousand percent and you're at like 20. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just that it's crazy because you really are going through your head going, I've done everything I can. And like, of course you haven't because there's always something you can do. But, you know, would my game have changed? I don't know that I would have made it to the merge. I don't know. Maybe we would have lost. Like me and me and it turns out once um, Voce went home, uh, Xander and I were really the ones who were doing the challenges and getting us to the next and winning, to be honest. Yeah. And who knows that if it was me and Voce, maybe, you know, maybe that dynamic wouldn't have been as good, or maybe he would have been missing something that Xander had to get us to the next spot. Um, and, and had Xander stayed loyal and had Liana stayed loyal, we all probably would have been very close to the end together. Okay. All right. So we'll get into that in a little bit. I want, do want to ask you about the hourglass twist first, but I do want to get your thoughts on the breakup of Yasa. So first, um, with the hourglass twist. So you guys compete. You have that fake half merge, whatever, mergatory as you called it. You Thank coined you. It <laughs> <laughs> Told you I'm a real fan. I know that you coined now it. Now I know you're a real fan. Okay. Now <laughs> yeah. we can talk. 
<laughs> so you're in that mergatory episode and you split up into those two teams, right? And then your team loses. So you're one of the five or six people at that time that's going to be eligible to go home. Erica goes off to exile. She comes back. She breaks the hourglass. What's the reaction from you guys? And like, how did that play out for you? So listen, anytime someone tells you you're safe from being voted out, you're going to be freaking happy. But the reality of it was it really changed my game because our group was a heavy Yasa group and we possibly could have gotten out of Luvu had she not changed that vote, right? So had that being she not Heather, changed that, was, was Heather the only one? Heather and Eric Heather was there and were. Shan was there. So those would be okay. up. Listen, I would have been up too, but are they going to take me out over Shan or Heather or, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. So like, for me, I feel like it changes everything that you do changes an outcome. And for me, yeah, yeah was I happy that... I was going to be safe. Sure. We all were, I think. But looking back, who knows who would have been voted off that night? I mean, maybe it would have been me even. Who knows? But that was not my plan. Our plan was like it was either going to be I think we were talking about voting off Heather um, that night because we were the only ones that were up. And everyone on our group were like, Heather, she's the vote. And then, okay, so, because it's on TV, we saw, uh, I think, Sydney throwing out Erica's name. So that was not the consensus. You guys were going to go after Heather if it was going to be normal, like the twist had been promised. Yeah, but but the thing is, not knowing that Erica would have, if Erica would have came back and not been safe, I, it would probably would have been Erica. Because Luva would have been like, we got to get Erica out. Mm-hmm. So it, either way, it would have been a whole game changer. Like, okay. it was either, either going to be Erica or Heather. If, if that twist didn't happen. That's what I think would have happened. Okay. So then I want you to break down that crazy idol play or idol bluff that we saw, right? So that was probably went down. I feel like a lot of credit went to Xander on that. But I remember I was watching that and he he was playing it up well, how, how he was playing like this dumb pretty boy up. Like I was like, he's an idiot. No way. And the, the editors tease it really well. I was like, imagine if they gave it to Tiffany. No way they did that though. Like I said that. I was like, imagine if they gave it to Tiffany. And then they cut to a cutscene of him giving his idol and his vote to you, which honestly is genius because who would have expected you to have that? It would have either been him or Evie. So I think Xander got a lot of credit for that, but I want you to to clear the name. Who really, who came up with that? Was it you? Was it Evie? Was it a combo of you guys? Was it a collab? Break it down for us. Okay. So um, coming back from camp after the merge and Evie goes to eat with the group that gets, that gets merged feasts, right? Liana... Um, is with Shan and me and we're getting ready to make rice or something. And um, Shan outs Leon and says, so what did you get? And at that point, I pick it up immediately. I said, I freaking knew it. She went there. She was supposed to give that to Shan as like a peace offering from us saying, when we get to merge, we're going to ooh and And Yasa. so she, did she lie to you and say that she, she never, did give yeah, it up? She lied to us. She Well, she didn't even lie. She just said she didn't get anything, which she mm. was supposed, she said she gave it to Shan which is what she was supposed to do. We sent her in good faith because she hadn't been on anything yet. And we said, go make sure you give that to Shan and let make sure that Ua joins us at merge. So that would be Yasa and Ua. We'd have the number six to five. And that was our plan. What does she do? She goes, she keeps it for herself. When we get, and then, and, and in the process tells, and I love her to pieces. So whatever. And in the process tells um, Shan that she's fine with us. So Shan doesn't think not to say anything in front of us and says, what did yeah. you get? And that's when I pull Leon the set. I said, what the heck happens? And so she says, well, I got something. And she wasn't very clear with me, but remember she was closer with Evie and I knew that. 
She was close with me, but she was definitely closer with Evie. So if she was going to tell anybody, it was going to be Evie. So the minute Evie gets back, I take her as the night's coming on. I said, let's go. I said, guess what? Guess who has this? And she says, well, I said, yep, you got it. It's hers. It's on her now. Evie gets to read exactly what it was, comes back to me and says, this is what it is. She can take, but it has, to, she can take an idol or whatever advantage she wants, but it has to be on the person, you know? So yeah. we looked at each other and we're like, that's it. We got to take it from him. And I'm like, we looked at each other exact same time. And we're like, you can't have it. it has to go to me because everybody will immediately know you have it. And if they know you have it, they'll go after you for it and it'll be on me. And if we need, and furthermore, if they vote Evie out, I was going to use it on her, but that was what Xander wanted. But that's before Deshaun does the truth bomb and outs Evie to Xander that Evie told Deshaun that Xander was going to be out when she went on the walk with him. So that sort of screwed that whole thing up. And that's why I didn't use it on Evie because he was already pissed. And I'm like, all right, I don't need to burn any more bridges here. Deshaun's yeah. already mad at her. This one's I'm like, I'm going to do what he wants. But at the end of the day, it was me and Evie who came up with that plan. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm sh shocked about is because everybody's big argument as to why Xander should have won. He pulled off this big move, but I mean, he would not have known about it if it wasn't for us bringing it to him. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. And then, so we see, I've heard a little bit of, from other podcasts where you guys, like where Liana happened to walk up as you guys were shoving it in his pants. Like what, walk us through that. That's actually exactly right. So right after they give me the stuff, I put it in like my bra and here. And as I'm walking out of this, like, so think about like a path. So there's a path, right? Like all over the island that we were on at our merge beach, there's a path that goes this way and then it goes to the left and goes to the water. There's a path yeah. that goes this way that goes to the right. We were sitting crouched down on the path to the right. So as I'm getting all my stuff and I'm coming out of that path, it hits like a T and I'm walking out and Liana's walking in and I walk right past her with the stuff in my bra. She goes in and he's putting away his fake stuff. And it just was perfect timing. And he says to her, yeah, I have this. He says to Evie, yeah, I'm going to use this on you, blah, blah. And that's where Liana was like, perfect. I know he has it. I'm doing it tonight. And I walk out and I just keep going and we keep it moving as if nothing. And I was dying during that tribal because I knew it was coming and it was going to be so good. And it's so hard to keep yourself contained. I was like, this is going to be the freaking move of the season. This is such a good move. You know, your face was absolutely like the ridiculous. Acting. It was hilarious. Yeah. Like trying, like, cause they cut to you while it's happening. It was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, the acting was, but you know, what's really funny. If, if, if you watch like when they're trying to figure out who they're going to vote out that night, and, and Shan says to me, we have to put Evie's down, name down after they were going to do somebody else because of this big move. I said, that's not a good idea. And now that I look at that, that was a good hint to her that Evie doesn't have it on her. But I wasn't even thinking like that. But if you were really on your A game, you would have picked up on that. I didn't even pick up on it till I watched <laughs> it again. I was like, wait a minute. When I said that, I could have really screwed myself. But like yeah. nobody picked up on it because you're such a mess and the tribal was a disaster. But like... So I, with all the mess that was going on, I thought that Evie was safe, but I was actually, she, it was, it was, it was, she would have gone home if Sydney didn't out herself. So um, that would have sucked for me and for her, but you know, if, thank God she didn't go home because she would have killed me. <laughs> if you, if she went home pre-merge. She was freaking out. And I'm like, just relax, just relax. Meanwhile, I'm like counting in my head. I'm like, oh shit, I might've just screwed her. And then like, but what are you going to do at that point? Right. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like it's... Yeah, it was an awesome move. And it was... 
Go ahead, Shepi, no, go no, ahead. No, I was just going to say, I. it's good that we know kind of what exactly went down because from the editing point, we see it kind of as Xander's move. But also, you know, you guys have that three-person kind of alliance, you know, where that social game ties in. But after that, with Liana and Xander, is that basically when it cut off all ties and Liana was like, I have to go against you guys and you guys have to go against Liana? No, she was against us before that. She, when we got to Merch Beach, she just pretty much went to the Black Alliance and completely just, it was, we were apart and done. It was, it was immediate when we got to Merch Beach. Wow. Do you feel like that was a little bit of a blunder on her part? Do you think she could have managed like a middle role? Yeah, maybe? she could have. I think she could have, but I think she was so aggravated because when she was on Yasa, she had to play this role of not knowing anything in front of Xander. And I think she was just so over it that she was like, I, I'm so, like, just want to be done with it. Like she was over the feeling like Xander was like thinking she's stupid or whatever. But you know, if I, if you ask her today, you know, she, you can see that everybody was like pulling for Yasa and wanting us to be like remaining together. And that's really, I mean, we really had everything we needed. Xander had the extra yeah. vote. Xander had an idol. It was me. The, me, the extra vote, Evie, Liana, Xander's idol. I mean, we were in good, we were in a good freaking spot and it yeah. just freaking blew up. It blew up. And so the, tr- the truth bomb is kind of, I feel like what led to the, the breakup at, of the trio you had. So first Liana's gone, right? You have the four going into it. Liana's out because she decides to ditch Correct. you guys. Then you guys are out that three and you looked like a pretty strong three in that episode. I felt like at the end of the, that episode where Sydney goes home, it's like, yes, like they got this. Like that's going to be the final three, Yasa till the end. But they, I feel like the show didn't really show how much Xander was affected by that because it was confusing at the next couple of votes where you and Evie go out back to back essentially. It was it, confusing it's... to us too. So what was that like? So so, so we how did back, you treat you guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through. So I have these things in my bra and whatever. I get back to the islands and I immediately give it back in good faith to him because like I felt like at this point, like I have no, like I have to make sure that our line sticks straight. And what I wasn't accounting for that was that he was going to completely break ties with the two of us immediately. Had I known that, or had he, like, yeah, I we just he just did he just but didn't why? talk to us anymore. It was just like terrible. That doesn't and, make sense. You know, I I think that I think that he was just kind of playing this like he wanted to. He didn't. We were such a threat because of that move that I think he wanted to make it look like, and everybody was talking what you don't hear in some of the tribal is how everybody was talking about how like the three of us are so powerful and that they have to break us up. Meanwhile, there's like Luvu five and like there, there was a bigger threats than us three. And we kept saying that, but everybody was so convinced that we were going to make these like ridiculous things and get people out. And so I think he wanted to like turn around and be like, I am not with anybody. I'm a free agent. And like he overly played it. And then he like actually believed it himself and just forgot about everybody else. And it's like, had I known that like going into like the next hour or two, he was going to completely just slip away. I would have kept one of his things at least, if not both next time, boys and girls look out because I'm not. <laughs> so that's probably the, so you would say that's maybe the biggest thing that you wish you had done differently. I know you say you don't like to do that, but that's yeah, the thing. I, 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 I hate that's so not who I am as a human being, but like, yeah. Now that I know what I know, and I know it's like, listen, boundaries and game and um, all of this can't live in this, oh, sorry, can't live in the same space out there. Like, they're their own entity. Like, you can't be like, oh, I don't want to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. You got to be like, 
balls to the wall, F this, I'm going for it. Like, yeah. and I, it, it crossed my mind, but I was like, if I have any chance of working with anybody, like I have to like do this the right way, because if I keep it, that's going to be like a huge, like, you know, target on my back. And I had already yeah. known the black alliance was together and that, it, that my back was up against the wall in numbers to begin with until it would be time to start voting each other off. So like I needed a few more days just to last, but Xander just flipped. And that night when I got voted out, holy crap, I had such a good plan. And he just would not listen to me. So what was your plan? What was the plan? So I wanted him to, I, I felt that if Xander was willing to use his extra vote, myself, Xander, Evie, his extra vote, myself, Xander, Evie, his extra vote. And I think I could have gotten Heather and Erica to vote Shan. I think we would have done it. That would have been a game changer if Shan went out at the point that you went out. Yeah. But why Why was he against it? And he it? just didn't, he just wasn't he down. He wouldn't even listen to me. He went like this. So I never even got it out. It never even came out of my mouth. Like mm. I, he would not listen to me. And at that point, it started to get so crazy at Tribal that I thought it was going to end up being Heather. But then Deshaun throws the fit and Shan's like, okay, whatever. And then it becomes me for, for no good reason. Like, So do you think that Heather was actually trying to save you with that, with that big, like, No, I think whisper? Heather was, no, I think she thought her name was on the block and she was trying to take it, take the target off herself. And she ended up like putting the target on herself even more. And she was, mm. she was playing it like she was going to save me because she told me to sit there and trust her, which... Okay. We'll see how we saw right. that. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that because, yeah, like, no, I'm not going to sit here and trust you. Okay. Like, I'm going to get up now because I think that my ass is on the line and I'm not looking for you to save me because that's not happening. But at the same time, I was this close to making it through that vote. And it was just, it was, it was Deshaun's freaking attack that screwed me. So did yeah. you kind of know yeah. when that happened, it was going to be you? You know, I was thinking that it could possibly be very close tie between me and Heather and maybe we'd have to revote. Um, and I was, I was, um, yeah, I was hoping for that. And I did not want to use my shot in the dark. First of all, I forgot I had it on me, to be honest with you. I totally <laughs> forgot. And production wasn't like, oh, by the way, you can use this. They were like, see you later. Um, but like, I didn't think to use it. But the truth was I didn't want to use it because if, if that's my vote, it's the deciding vote between me and stay, me. You don't want to get Sydney out. Yeah. And, and getting, pulling something that's going to say you're safe. I was like, it's yeah. not going to happen. I can, I don't win shit. So that's not going to happen. So yeah. yeah, like I thought that it could be really close, but I was very, very concerned that it was me at that point. Like you can see me, I, I get up and I'm like, I freaking knew it. Something I'm really curious about when you're like playing Survivor and there's people that you're not really in an alliance with, do you talk about the votes? Like, would you go up to Shannon and be like, who are we voting tonight? The night that you went home? Yeah, no. So like, you're kind of, if you're not in an alliance, they're like, it's like mean girls club. Like they're sitting <laughs> on the beach down the bottom, holding like, holding court. And like, you're not invited to go talk to them. Like, it's not, it's like, it, it's it almost teeters on like that embarrassment. Like if you would go there and they'd look at you and nobody would say anything and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to put myself through that. That's just ridiculous. I'm doing that. So like me and Evie that night when Evie had the necklace, cause it was supposed to be her, but it ended up being me cause she won the necklace. But I was also so happy for her. Cause that was like an epic whole thing for her. But like mm -hmm. I, it was Evie and I, and nobody was talking to us. It was unbelievable. 
it was just like, I remember walking through the shelter and being like, I'm going to talk to myself and they're going to video this. And then it's going to be an idiot me talking to myself. <laughs> but like, no way, because you see me go up and like talk to Danny because I was close to Danny. And like, Danny is, could have, is it me? He's like, it could be you. Like, he couldn't lie to me. And then like, yeah. And then I did plead to Deshaun, but he was being such a jerk about it because he was so pissed at me for putting his name down the night that Sydney went home and he wouldn't let me live that down. So he was impossible to talk to. And that was a big problem for me with him out there. He knows, you know, we've talked about that. And that was that was rough. See, with the whole like Danny thing, that that was like a teaser clip where he's telling you, oh, you might go home. I was like, okay, perfect. No way Tiffany's going home. Then they wouldn't show that. And yep. then you went home. <laughs> and that's what, it, you know, they did that a lot this season. They did it a lot this season. They like, they, they, they love to do that. It's the shock value, right? Like even yeah. I watched it. I'm like, am I not going home tonight? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Do I get to stay one more time? I'm starting to get really skinny. Um, but, but also, I mean, that's. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, people hate when I say that. I don't really care because whatever. I was really happy with myself. It's a survivor diet. It's survivor yeah, like, seriously. Like, come on. I look horrible. I'm not going to be upset about that. Give me a break. But anyway, so yeah, like I, well, the, the other thing that you don't see is if you look through pictures of me from, from the island, you see me and Danny sitting next to each other a lot and talking. And Danny and I had a very long conversation in the um, shelter with everybody else sitting at the edge of the shelter. But they didn't like that we spoke for like two hours and that put a big target on my back too with Black Alliance. So that was a big uh, no-no with them. And, and I remember I was even more shocked because I had read a spoiler on your Instagram comments. Somebody said, I'm now starting to see why you win after the, the mergatory episode. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I read a spoiler that Tiffany wins, but I guess I'm not that upset because Tiffany wins. And then you get voted out the next episode. I was like, damn, really? Like that had to be the spoiler that got my hopes up? I Listen, it was all over Reddit that I won the whole show. There was a whole... <laughs> thing what? out there conspiracy that i won i was like what's this? did you like people like in your life being like oh I'm, i read on yeah my dad that my dad's won. like i know you won i'm like dad you're gonna be stupid <laughs> disappointed. like you know i was like what sick animal <laughs> put this out there that i won <laughs> like let me find that person because you know like it was killer i was like oh my god and it's so annoying because I guess everybody feels this way. Like I really feel like socially I could have freaking won, but those twists were so bad and a lot of luck. Like it was somewhere between like super lucky and like right, like timing. And like, it was just, it was really a new game. Like it was not what we're all used to. So at all. let's and talk about those new twists. You had the shortened game. Do you have the penalties for losing immunity or the immunity challenges? And you said you're not, you're a casual viewer, but you've seen every season. So what was that like for you? And what's your opinion on all these new, on all these new uh, twists? Are you for them or are you against them? You know, listen, I'm never going to say I'm against them changing up the show and doing things that they feel like they need to do to freshen up the show. But at the same time, I feel like they had a really awesome cast and they did not let us play. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like in some ways we did not get to play. It was a shortened season. They did so many things at one time that like we didn't have time to get our footing. And like, so when you have like a shortened season and twists that are advantages but disadvantages, right? Like every advantage came with a disadvantage. Right. There was like no real advantages with no disadvantage, right? So like, I feel like they- Besides the hourglass. Yeah, well, it, that even had a disadvantage because if you, you hit it, then maybe her Lufu people are pissed off at her because most of them were sick. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. So like, I mean, even though, yeah, of course you're gonna, 
make yourself safe but like yeah, who wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah, like, who who wouldn't do Literally. that like that's not really a question like of course you're gonna smash the shit out of it but like at the end of sorry i see it didn't i don't even let her finish jeff wouldn't even finish the sentence before i smashed the glass he well, gives me i'd say okay she'll done. tell you she'll tell you herself she was about to he's like no no, no you need to think about it for a night she was like i do okay but like yeah she was like all right i'm just gonna smash this um hold on david voce is following me hold on no way david voce i'm on um I love you, but I'm in the midst of a. Um, Tell him to come on. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> hi, David. <laughs> What's up, OJ? Oh, wait, what did you just say, you jerk? I said, I'm way better Did you hear him? He said he's way better than Tiffany. Mm, I don't know if I can agree with that. I'm wrong. He always says that. You better be nice, OJ, because I was just nice about you. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> you're, you're a jerk. You're such a liar. Love you. <laughs> and that's David Oche. We speak like 15 times a day. Um, so, and he's being sarcastic. When he tells me I'm beautiful and young, it really means you're ugly and old. So that's what he likes to do. He's a pain in the ass. You have no idea. But whatever. He wore maxi pads on the inners of his thighs because they were all broken up from like the water challenge. So we won't even talk about it. Oh. Whatever. But anyway, yeah. So uh, am I a fan of them? No, I would have been much happier playing in a season where I'm used to everything. But then again, like that survivor, you have to learn to pivot and uh, pivot. Do you guys ever watch that? Um, there's the, am I aging myself? That's from I, don't, I, I, I honestly don't That's know what from that is. Friends. Okay. Oh, oh I've seen yeah, friends, I know. Friends. I, I, don't I, like, I think I just aged myself. <laughs> pivot. Okay. Anyway, so you need to learn to pivot. But like that. Was oh my god, the couch, the couch. I remember the couch. now. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah, pivot. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, good job, Lane. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It took me a minute, but I remembered. You did. You redeemed yourself. So yeah, like I just, I, I didn't love them, but you know, I didn't love that it was a shortened season either. Like I wanted to be out yeah. there for 39 days. You have more time to make connections and more times, you know, your footing is, you have more time for everything. So like, it was a different game. Am I, I don't think I'm in the position to say whether or not it was great or not great because who am I, but you know, a, there was, it was a, a healthy mix of luck and bad twists that really yeah. ended up screwing me and the black Alliance and the black Alliance, because it was, it was tough. You know, they had the numbers and they were, they were showing up and they knew what they were doing. And then it was, you know, if you could stay long enough where it was time to start voting each other out, then, then great. But if you didn't, you were, you were out earlier. So yeah. Kudos. And then what was your reaction to the black Alliance? Did you like, could you realize that that was forming almost immediately at the merge? Yeah. I saw and immediately. was, and was it kind of like you wanted to take them out or was it kind of like, oh, like we're kind of screwed here. Like there's not really much like how, did, how what was the perspective on that? So I think that, you know, if you're going to ask everybody, they're going to be very PC and politically correct and try not to answer you in a way that I would answer you because I am just I have no problems with conversations. And I think I saw it immediately. And my my problem that I had personally was I wanted to show like that we are all working together and mm -hmm. that we can like do this together. And they had a different mission and that was to show that they can work together and that stick together and, you know, show the world at a time where it was, you know, necessary that, you know, um, to show up for, for everybody. And I get it. I get why, you know, I get what their mission was, but like at the other side of it, you're feeling like it's a game and like, 
you're going to play it, right? So, and I think that people definitely were worried about optics and voting somebody out before it was time and being the first person to vote somebody out from Black Alliance and so on and so forth. And I think that I noticed, I knew right away that it was forming. I could see immediately. I mean, you'd have to be blind not to see it. They're all sitting, you know, you have a group of people sitting on a beach together and then you have a group of people who are like not together. And then you have a group of people like you have, you know, Erica and Heather over here. You have me and Evie over here with Xander sort of floating between the Black Alliance and us. And like, you know, kind of, you know, everybody having their person Deshaun had Heather and, you know, um, Shan had Ricard and, you know, I, I, I was on the outs for that because I really wasn't fitting in on any of the of the two bigger alliances. And so like, yeah, I saw it happening and, and, and as they were allowed to form whatever kind of alliance, if you want to form an alliance that we both have like shitty hair, form the alliance. <laughs> like, I don't care. I want to win. Right. So it wasn't going to be like beneath me to vote anybody out, but nobody else was willing to move yet. Like, I think people just thought it was too soon. And I just didn't make it far enough to where there could be a move. Like I needed one or two more times to get through there. And I, I, I didn't make it. So I'm a loser. Was that a rough transition from getting voted out to Ponderosa and then just having to watch on the bench silently? What was what was that like? For, and then having a beetle fly on you? Oh my what God. was that like for you? It was tremendous. That's no beetle. That was like a mini Cessna. Like, I'm pretty sure you can take that from, like, Florida to the to the Keys. Like, that thing was tremendous. Um, you could board that thing. Um, so that was, like, the weirdest part is I get voted out, right? And I'm like, so you saw exactly what happens to me when I get voted out. Like, you literally go to this table where you sit on this box on this table. And I'm like, what am I, a monkey? Like, what am I doing? Like, they're like, come on, sit up on this box. And I was like, what? happen like a capuchin monkey sitting up on this box and they're like tell us how you feel and you want to be like i feel like shit like you know you i just got voted out right like what do you want me to say? oh it was a great experience like you know that's really one thing to say but drop the four keep the one like that's what i wanted to say that was my whole motto every time jeff said drop the four keep the one this is keep the one that's what i did to him the whole time he loved that that was his favorite he's a big person <laughs> So, you know, you see me come up and, the, the, you know, this is what happened and uh, whatever. And right after that, after their monkey moment, they send you to a tent where I'm sitting alone in this tent for like a half an hour. And all I'm seeing is this big, huge ass spider. And I'm looking at it going, am I really voted off from Survivor right now? Like, it's so surreal. Like, the whole thing is so surreal. You can't even, every moment is surreal. And I'm sitting yeah. there going, looking at a spider and I'm voted off of Survivor. I just got voted out. This is what happens when you get voted out. It's the weirdest thing. And then you saw literally from that tent, you were actually seeing exactly what happened to me. You saw my entire Ponderosa video. That was exactly how it goes. They put you on a boat. They give you the menu. And no sooner do you have a burger in your mouth and you're like, life is good. Like, <laughs> you know, that sucked that I got voted out. But it's I'm easy eating. to cope when you got food. Yeah, you, you're. I'm eating, and like I'm the queen of Ponderosa. <laughs> like, you know what? If I'm gonna get voted out, let me be the first to like jury. Like, that's not a bad spot to no, land in, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was I was proud of myself that I made it to that part, and I was also miserable that I had to go to eight. Like, I think it was like five more tribals, right? After that, five more until the Something end. Five, like six, seven, eight. Yeah, I maybe six, including the, if you include like two for the double one. Yeah, where there was yeah, two, yeah, two yeah. vote outs. Right, because yeah, then it was kind of yeah. here right away. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. like, yeah, it was surreal and it was also kind of fun to like sit back and not have to worry and sweat and have a heart attack every two seconds. But like, I was also just so like, oh my God, like I was 16 days out of like, you know, like you feel like you're so close and you're so not. Yeah. And it's, it, it was, you know, 
you just want to play. Once you're there, it's like, ugh, it's like a drug. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And then, like, so then the next vote out right after that, right after you was the double vote out with Nasir and Evie right after that. Let's focus more on the Evie vote out, right? So I was yelling at my TV, why are you not playing your idol? Why are you not playing the extra vote? Either one of those could have forced, had uh, could have kept Evie in the game because what he was safe so the extra vote was reusable in a revote it said that specifically on the paper we saw so if he had re- if he had done that it would have caused rocks between Danny and Deshaun which I don't think they would have been willing to do that they would have flipped and voted out Liana potentially that's what I think as a viewer um so what were was it like driving you crazy that he didn't do anything like what was your oh, perspective was as a jury member he didn't do anything with me to begin with which I was pissed about because I gave him his stuff back so I was like, all he needed to do was use that extra vote. And I would have stayed. I needed one more vote. Yeah. Or it would have gone to like a split, you know, whatever. Or like, whatever. Like, it was like, do something. Because it, you're getting to the end of the game here. And it's like, you got to start making moves. You know, we knew that we made those big moves that nobody. And we knew that once we got, you know, to final, that if he has to talk about what moves he made, like, at least make a move now. Like, do something to show, you know, to manage jury, at least. Show me that you know, you're doing something. Show, I'm sitting on jury, show me you're doing something. And at that point, I was like, how is he not like doing something for Evie? Like do something. I was so freaking annoyed, but I wasn't like not bitter. I was just like, that sucks for us. Like, you know, we were like so loved and it's like, I knew we were going to be loved. I knew it. And it was just so shitty that we met, we went so far and like, there was just no, it was just, we fell apart. And it's like, how many times did you have to watch Survivor? Like, why is it falling apart again? Like, it's just, it's just, it just keeps happening. And it's like, just stick with it, like stick with it people. And no. So yeah, it was hard to watch that. And I knew she was coming off because I was like, it's sad. She was the next target. She was before me as a target. And then because she was safe, it was me. And then it was her. And then of course he's here. And then it was like, until it became like, here we go. And then the shit show began. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I want to get your perspective then on the winner, right? So let's skip ahead. Um, We have that final four, right? When Xander wins immunity, I think it's obvious you take Heather to the end as a viewer. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe he's like, maybe he's like faking Erica out saying, oh, like, I'm going to take you to the end and then put her to fire to send her home. But then he just takes her to the end. I was saying from like from the time that like Ricard went home that it was obvious Erica was going to win. Or even before that, like to, like when Shan went home, I said Erica's in the best position to win. And my friends didn't believe me. They're like, no, they barely show her. No way she wins. I was like, no, guys, seriously, I think that she has the best chance of winning at this point. And Xander feels like it looks like Xander was a little bit oblivious to that because he didn't want to give her the moment to shine and fire where I think that's the time where you try to take your shot to get her out. So I think... So what was your perspective? Because I know you've said, I know you've you made a little bit of the same prediction that I did. So so let's, let's tell, tell it to us. Um, at Ponderosa, because I had seen how, you know, um, Xander was playing, I kind of got his vibe. And, um, but then again, you can't be in somebody's head. But I, as a, even a casual viewer, was like, mm-hmm. you have to take Heather. And I said to Evie, he is not going to take Heather. He's going to take uh, Erica, she's like, how did you no know? Way. I'm like, yep. I'm like, she, I just, because like kind of what some of the things that he was doing, I just saw that he was missing something there. Like the way 
I, I think he misread some of our reactions during jury time, which you guys wouldn't know, but I, but I could see, like, I think he misread us. And I think he would say that too, that he just misread the jury at some point somewhere during one of the tribals during something that was said and thinking that we did not like Erica or something. I'm not sure. That's the only way I can think that he would think to take her is if he thought the jury didn't like her. And um, when he took her, it was like an audible sigh from the jury, like, what? And I'm looking at Evie going. I told you. <laughs> and wow. I told so. If he would have took Heather, would you as a jury decided that Heather basically got no votes? Um, so we don't discuss who we vote for during Ponderosa. We, uh, it's, it's, I'm hearing it's different at every, everybody's Ponderosas with the votings. Like people like use whiteboards and they vote and they, but it, what happens is I guess you discuss outcomes and you discuss moves, but because we're at Ponderosa, everybody comes in, you hear the real stories, you know, what's going on, you know, who's pulling the strings. So you like kind of know what's happening behind the scenes, plus your own feelings about what you saw inside the game and what you felt. Um, but no, you're not allowed to talk about who you're personally going to vote for. So if he did not take Erica, um, I think it would have been a really close tie almost situation between Deshaun and Xander, because I think that would have given us no choice. Like we're not voting for Heather. That's not happening. You know, that's a zero vote. Or if maybe maybe Erica, if she wasn't there, would have given her one vote just as a, you know, here's a vote. But like, I think it would have came down to Deshaun versus Xander for the final. And I think ultimately, maybe Deshaun would have gotten it. I don't see Xander winning it in that either. Interesting. That was my next question, which you answered. Because so say hypothetically, Erica goes uh, to fire and she loses. And the final three was Heather, Xander, and Deshaun. You think that it would have been very close, but Deshaun would have won. I think so. So then what is the difference between Erica and Heather's games? Because we kind of saw them as a package deal. They were both honestly not on TV very much. And Erica was kind of teasing, oh, maybe I'll vote Heather out because people might confuse our games at the final three so, but then you're saying now, because Erica won in a landslide victory, but if Heather were to swap places with her, you're saying she doesn't win. What is the difference between those two? Um, Erica just played in almost every challenge. Heather did not. Um, Heather was not really aligning with a lot. I mean, she was doing work. Like, don't get me wrong. She was like, had her own low-key things, but she wasn't, I don't think she was as um, well-liked as Erica was um, mm -hmm. on a whole. Okay. Probably, I would say. And also because she spent a lot of time with Luvu, whatever she did there. Like, I don't know because I wasn't there. But I mean, I think Heather is very nice. But I think that, you know, as on a game level, she was sort of like just kind of like Erica's side person, like her number, I guess. And um, Erica ends up doing really, really well in puzzles for Luvo. Like she was a puzzle maniac. She just is in the right place at the right time. She survives two days by herself on an island. Um, she's able to socially get herself where she needs to be positioned to be able to start voting a certain way so that she's there at the end. And she's able to convince Xander to like take her, which is like, what, you know, like, you yeah. know, she almost said to him like, don't take me. Like you have to be out of your mind. But like, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's happening? 
Um, but at the same time, like you could see, like she was very, very bright and she was, um, she was a threat from the beginning. You could see that, that Danny's like, let's, I mean, Deshaun's like, let's throw a challenge to get her out. Like that's how much that people were seeing her. It's just that I think once like the alliances came together and everybody was fighting, everybody was sort of like fell wayside and they sort of lost view of what they needed to do and vote me out instead like that's stupid too like you think if you look at it now now hindsight like there was much bigger threats than me so my vote out was almost like a waste of a vote out like why vote me out just yet like I have nothing in my pocket get rid of somebody with something in there like you know what I mean but then again I'm so socially suave that I might have made it to the end and then you know you just love me so you gotta vote me because I'm so fun no not really no you are so I, I would have to say that um, it's probably because, you know, there was more of like that likability and the social mm -hmm. aspect of it. And, um, Erica just appeared to be a little bit more, um, strategic and also, you know, did survive two days by herself. She did have that under her belt, under you her know? Belt. Yeah. So a lot of people, you just explained to us why, why Erica won. Um, a lot of people, honestly, Champagne's be mad at me for saying this. We're pretty split opinion wise. If you go back and listen, you don't. I mean, I don't think you're gonna do that. But if you, if anyone's to go back and listen to our our Survivor final review, Survivor 41 final review, it's just me and Champagne fighting about the winner. I agreed with the jury. I thought, and you, you and the jury, I thought that Erica clearly deserved to win. But Champagne which she is not in the minority. I feel like a majority of people, or maybe, I don't know, a good amount of Survivor viewers thought that Xander should have won. I understand where you're coming from, but break down for Champagne and the other people who think that Xander should have won why he lost. Champagne, you just like him because he's so cute. That's what I said and she got mad at me. That's what <laughs> Champagne, no, okay. No, I no. She's she, there. There. I mean, he does have a huge following of people who like you know think that he should have won. And and I think in his defense, the editing job of that's, CBS that's exactly and what I Xander said. made it so that you were cheering and rooting for him to win, and made it look like he made these massive moves. But really, I think he was. I think he was very good at maneuvering his way through. But the social relationships fell wayside. Mm -hmm. And you can be at the end, but if nobody's going to vote for you, that's not a win, no matter what, because at the end of the day, it is a social game. Like everyone's like, oh, you have to be so good physically. Like, yeah, but you also have to have a really good social game because people, ha you have to be able to vote people out and make them love you at the end. And I think that, you know, he definitely did do a lot in challenges. So did I. He didn't use any of his idols to help any of his, he didn't show loyalty to his people. And I think that that was a big problem for his jury management. Um, I think that he was sort of like too much of a floater versus like, they just, his edit really made him look like he was a powerhouse out there. Yeah. But I think that that's what they wanted to do. They wanted this to be like, oh, you know, but it's clearly if you're a seven to one winner, it's a landslide. Then you yeah. can't say that it's the entire jury looking at this saying that he shouldn't have, that we all don't like him and he's not going to win because we don't like him. It's actually the on the contrary. We all loved him. We just didn't see it. And um, and really, you know, that that final tribal speech and him take I think him taking Erica at the end just proved to everybody like what's happening like 
where's that awareness? Like, what is going on? Like, how do you take this girl to the end? And yeah. I no amount of him saying like, it was a good move, whatever make anybody think that was a good move. Like, you know, so I think, you know, there's that. And I think that, yeah, you can argue that. I mean, listen, you can argue that it, he was the best player if you want, and you can find a million reasons to think that he should have won if you want to see it that way. So I think it's really, and I think it ends up being like, as a fan, as watching an edit, those are the things you're focusing on. As players, we're focusing in on what we experienced and what we believe our realities are, you know, perception is reality. And at that moment and at that time, you know, I, I think we'll all still say to this day, we did not choose wrong. Like we, you know, all without doubt think that we did the right thing, you know? And um, I just think Xander has a lot of love and that's great. And he'll probably be back out to play again. And he'll probably be a little older. And that will probably be better. Right? So when he marries you, Champagne, you'll have a million dollars. Oh, pocket. my gosh. I'll pass. But. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, yeah, I understand. I understand where it's coming from. Because he does have a very large following. And he did have a great edit. Well, that's. He had a great edit. And Erica's edit was terrible. I agree with that. And that was, like, one of the big issues. Is because even though that flashy idol play was mainly because of you and mainly because of Evie that got shown as Xander's big move which to me thinks oh he gets to the finals that's kind of how they're gonna edit him instead of your move they're gonna edit it as his move and also I feel like from a viewer's standpoint um Erica's tribe never went to tribal council so for me I was having a hard time grasping pre-merge what did she do? Yes, she was great at the puzzles. Yes, she was, you know, great at those immunity cha or tribal challenges, which kept them safe. But I never really knew between that tribe where she landed. And I feel like that was a big part of it. She did nothing because they never went to no tribal. Story. So that that's what you have to understand as a viewer. And now that I'm, I was a, now that I was a player, I really get it. Like if you're not losing, you're not getting an edit. Like because there's nothing to show, and they've really cut down on 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 camp life too. On top of it all, so like you're not even about advantages. Yeah. So like of course Shan's gonna have an amazing edit. I mean she's a great player and she's a dynamic person. So you're gonna like she's gonna pop off the screen. But also they lost four times, and so you're gonna see that story way more than the Asa story. So I almost mm -hmm. feel like in some ways like we got the best of both worlds because we went to tribal two times and we had a good arc. So we're still there and we're at merge. So you're kind of getting to know us where Luvu is like, win, win, win. All of a sudden you're at merge. She has to smash something and she wins the whole show. So it's like, that's what it appears to be where like you have Yasa who's still remaining and then there's still Xander at the end. So you have to show him how he gets there. And so yeah. I think where the big problem existed was where like, Erica had nothing pregame because they weren't doing anything. They were winning. So like at least show her like dominating in puzzles. But I think what they did do was show you Deshaun saying, we need to throw something. We need to do this. We need to get her out. Showing her in the boat. There were moments, but there wasn't enough. And I think that that's what the big problem is. And then that would be a big, you know, conversation between like CBS editing and the rest of the world. Like, why do you, you know, edit young men in a way that they should win the whole thing where, you know, Erica is a person of color and she's, you know, editing <laughs> in this way that, you know, makes her look, that's my dog and my son who's coming in. 
This is my beautiful son, my little one. Come say hi. I'm on a podcast. Hello. What's Hi. up? This is How's it going? Billy. This is my younger one. I have to oh. hang out with uh, with um, your older son. This is my youngest. He's tremendously tall and um, adorable, and I love him to pieces. He's 17. How old are you? 16, 17? He's going to be 17. So. Uh, but going yeah. back to what you said, um, but going anyway. back to what you said, I think that's a huge uh, point of conversation is do you, uh, pre-merge someone who didn't have to fight, you know, to save themselves versus, I mean, you see more so like Ricard and Shan where they had to fight every tribal council to keep themselves safe. Whereas Erica didn't have to fight because they simply won. And same with Xander. Xander had to fight as well right. compared to Erica where she didn't have to fight. But from a viewer, we're seeing such a skewed perception of what the actual game was. And I feel like that's where the jury comes to play because the jury gets to see what actually is going on 24-7 where we only get to see the edited version where our perception is a little bit skewed in a way. Yeah, and I it's it's almost like I want to say to you guys, you got blindsided. Like, you got Seriously. blindsided. That's what it feels really? like. Welcome to the game. You got blindsided. You thought it was one way and and your perception wasn't the reality. And that's yeah. what that's how it feels to be playing the game. So now you know what that feels like. So you're welcome for that little piece of Thank, Thanks for that heads up. <laughs> heads yeah, up. because it's especially after that the murdertory episode, she breaks the hourglass and then we never see her again. We don't see her again for like three more episodes when then she takes out she's a part of the Shan blindside. So it's like after that, I was like, okay, yeah, like, why would they, because they would show her. She wasn't in trouble. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? Show her? Oh, there she is going to the bathroom. Like, what are you going to show? They have a story. Yeah. They have a story to tell. They want to tell you the Seriously, card yeah. saga. You know, they know what they're doing when they're doing this. They want to keep your interest. You're going to be bored watching Erica. What do you need to watch her for? They're not going after her. So she's mm -hmm. once again, making it, you know, doing whatever she's doing. She's doing it right because she's not yeah. a threat, you know, like exactly. So, however, whatever, she's there, right? So, you know, you get this edit and you get this, you're given all of this information. Listen, if you're watching, right, and they put me in making fire, right? So you see me make fire for my tribe. You see me do one bad thing, but then you see me do the rest things. And they pan in on my bags of, that I landed. They pan in when Xander can't open the lock and I open the lock and then I hit the first ring. They pan in on me getting the four bulls. You're starting to think that I'm a freaking beast, but instead you never see me make fire. They don't make a big deal of me winning a fish for everybody. Um, they kind of make me look like I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. And then you're like, oh, like, of course she's like, Okay. Like, so it's really a matter of, are you a real fan and are you really watching and seeing what's going on? And can you read through the edit? And so mm -hmm. if you go back and watch now, and I wonder knowing everything, you know, now, would you think that he needs to win in the end? That would be interesting to test yourself to see knowing everything you have from all the podcasts, what you think it is, because it just can't be that an entire, um, an entire group of people are voting unanimously over somebody and to win. And then everybody's saying, no, that can't be like, you're telling me a fan watching is more right than a jury who played the game with these people. Obviously not. Yeah. No way. Right. Yeah. And also yeah. who are these people that think he should win? And the, the 6 million viewers were listening to what 20, like 2% of the people who are on Reddit discord and tap talk. So like, true, you know what I mean? So you have to really look at it like that. You know, yeah. casual fans are like, okay, moving on to the next. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but in Xander's defense, he did, I mean, he got to the end. And in my eyes, in some ways, it's like you get to the end, 
I don't care if you didn't Kudos do a damn you. thing. If you can talk your way to the end and get yourself voted, who cares? You're going home with a million dollars. I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, of me. like, yeah. bye. See ya. I think Peace. his really bad flaw was talking to the jury. He stumbled a lot. He wasn't really clear with what he was saying. So, at that tribal, you know, the final tribal council voting for a winner, uh, he's uh, he did bad. You know what I mean? His his answers weren't very clear, and I that was definitely a very very fatal flaw. Even though I have a question though, before going into or er, before going into that last tribal council to vote, do you already in your in your head know who you're gonna vote for? Not at all. I didn't. I was so I was going in with a question for Deshaun and, de and depending on how he answered it, and if he saw and was able to take, you know, um, credit and do the things that I needed him to say to me for me to vote for him. I was completely open. I actually uh, I was prepared that he was going to take Erica. So I was like, OK, I'm going to listen to everybody. And Xander really stumbled. And when he took her, that was like, ugh, my mind was blown. And I was like, I can't even, like, I can't. And then it was like, but I'll listen. But then that wasn't good, really that great either. And like, you know, dude, he did great for like a young 21-year-old. He has a nice little nest egg to start his life with. And he'll be back to, you know, on a million shows, I'm sure. But yeah, I was, I was completely like open. I was open. I think everybody was. I think everybody was mm -hmm. really open. I think you're going to be mad. I mean... There are people that are going to be a little salty no matter what because you're not sitting there. But at the end of the day, you really know you're a fan and you know that you want to deliver um, a win that the, the fans can be proud of. The fans want to see. Yeah. yeah. And so you're stepping over that craziness of, oh, I'm so angry. You're not. And actually, you're so excited for the winner that it's like there's real elation for the person. So, you know, and then there's real sadness for the people that didn't win. Like, oh, that sucks too. Like, I feel sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, but I think that we were all pretty open. Again, I think it was really, I mean, we went over with the producers, whatever our question's going to be. Like, we had to really think it through. And um, I, I think we were all listening. And I just think that we all unanimously come up with this. Well, I think we were all shocked that we all picked her. Like, you know, it was like Erica, Erica, Erica. And I was like, even Nasir was not going to vote for her at all. He was going for Deshaun. And then he switched it to Erica based on final tribal. So like, that's what, you know, so he says, so there you have it. Like, you know, yeah. and, and listen, arguably you could go to a final tribal and you could have three people sitting there and the worst of the, of who you think is the worst person to win just gives this heartfelt, phenomenal speech. And everyone's like, Oh my God, we have to give them the money. And they win. What are you going to say? No, yeah. The edit didn't tell us that. Well, that's too bad for you. Yeah. You know? Okay. So looking back on your Survivor experience, what advice do you have for fans like me and Champagne, <laughs> both to get on the show and to play on the show? Get advice for both of those. So really the key is when, if you, if you do put a video a tape in, they like really want to know your story. Like, who are you? And they want to know that you have a story that they can tell and that you can either figure out on the Island or continue, you know, continue searching, soul searching out there. So they want to know who you are. They don't need you to be jumping around and landing balls in a basket. Like they see this every second, like somebody making fire in a yard. Like they want to know that you're a super fan. Like mm -hmm. they want to know that, you know, survivor inside and out and live 
They love the survivor like geek, like the survivor who knows every, yeah. Us, they, us. Yeah, they love that. And if you have an interesting story and if your, story, your storytelling ability, like how good are you at keeping people engaged when you're talking? Because you can see that everyone you meet that's ever been on Survivor that you will meet or that you meet in person, there's something about them. You're like, I get why they were cast. Like they pop off the screen. There's something about them. You don't know exactly what it is, but you're like, that's a great character. But so if you can really be a good narrator, a good storyteller, be funny and like keep them engaged, that's what they like. So like, doesn't have to be a 20 minute video, obviously. They want it in less than like three minutes or something like that. But be able to say who you are. Like they don't care that like, you know, oh, I love my dog. Like they don't want to know that. They want, <laughs> you need to get deep. You need to get deep yeah. and you need to show vulnerability and you need to show your ability to be able to like say, this is me, this is what I struggle with, but I really think that Survivor, because I love it so much, is going to help me like figure out this problem so on and so on and so forth. So things like that. They're really into you being able to storytell and, um, you know, keep keep your your viewers engaged and they want to see that they want to see your, your screen. Well, look at your story that, that drew me in right away. I mean, you call yourself a pre-viver talked about how your mom had cancer passed away at age 16. So you had a story to tell yourself. Um, you talked about having the BRCA gene and, you know, being a pre-viver. So hats off to you. That's, that's amazing. That's a, that that I feel like that touched everyone's heart and everyone wanted to root for you. I mean, you have this amazing personality, but you also have a story where that's very heartfelt. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine losing one of my parents at 16 years old. Like that's, that's very hard to go through. Yeah, it was. So, so my story, and that's, what's so interesting about a lot of these characters, you will see, they all have some sort of story. And here's what happens with things like this. When you go through things in life that builds resilience and it also builds like um, your character and who you are. And you start to like, you, you start to learn how to survive in real life. Right. So like I was able to bring that out and be like, this is what I did. Like I am a superstar because I did this. And like, they like that. But even like the way you just said that to me, like if you said that in your tape, like I was watching Survivor and I realized like I connected with, I, I don't, I love my Tiffany. story is that I can feel for people, right? Like seriously, like they like that you can connect like that, that that's the depth that they want to see. So like, you don't have to lose a parent like I did and be like destitute to like get on Survivor. But like, it doesn't hurt if you have a story. Like, you know, oh, you know, anything from like, you know, I came out at 15 and this is what I was struggling with, or I had no friends or, you know, I was bullied or, you know, I don't feel like I connect with my parents and I want them to be proud of me. And, you know, anything that really is dig deep, dig deep and see what it is that's compelling about you and tell yeah. that story to them and tell them how you have survived and how that is going to help you in the game. And that's the kind of thing that they want to see. Right. So they want to be able to tell your story and it, it is some sort of like something that's going to hold the audience and that they want to know that you're a super. So fan. your audition tape, you said you were yeah. on the couch. Did you just film it straight or did you edit it with like pictures and videos or you just went? It was horrible. <laughs> 
It was one of these jammies. I was like self-videoing. It was like moving a lot. The music in the back was super loud. Like that, because I like, didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, I'm Tiffany. I want to be on Survivor because I'm a survivor. And I was like, and then I like cut into me doing a drum circle in Florida with my friends. And like, just, it was wacky. But you definitely like saw my personality. And it was funny because I said to my husband that night when I did that video, I was like, he was going upstairs. We just finished like one of the survivor episodes. It was like the finale. And like, I was so excited. I was like, I want to do this, you know? So he's walking up the stairs. I'm like, I'm going to videotape myself. Cause I'm going to put it in and I'm going to be on survivor. He's like, okay, you do that. And I was like, I will. I'm gonna be on it. He's like, okay, you do that. And I was like, I am. And that's what I did. And it, you know, four years later, listen, you guys, I'm going to tell you that something as being a woman of elder years as Evie so likes to call her. <laughs> but anyway, manifest it. Think it, say it, you're going to do it. It's going to happen. And really tell it, believe it, believe it. You we'll be on there one day, Lee. I already know it. Put it oh, out sure. in the universe. Put Every time out. I'm at the gym, whenever I work out, I'm thinking this is going to help me on this challenge <laughs> or do it. like, that's, that's what, what I do. do. That's my mindset I have when I work out. My, my, survive, my gym playlist, I'm not even lying, is music that will play in my head when I'm winning the final four <laughs> immunity challenge on Survivor. Oh, Seriously, that's Lee. pretty hard I am. Listen, you do it. For me, I was like, I'm going to look so good and all those people that didn't end up marrying me are going to be so jealous. Flash forward to the balance beam. Yeah. I'm sure they were still jealous. Um, you were the biggest, so you were the best character on the I season. I do not think so. I think that was not <laughs> a minor moment, but thank you for that. But Champagne knows what I'm saying. She knows she runs and, and works out the things and like you picture this shit in your head. That's just what we do. Running running on the beach with like the sure wind, you, you know, the wind blowing in our hair. With my hair all over we're my like face. We're like Baywatch. Like I look so good. Yeah. Yeah, I was not like Baywatch on one bit. But you know what? Hey. I started the fire for my tribe, even though Leith does call himself a Tiffany fan and does not know that I will forgive you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to go watch that clip literally immediately after this, I swear. Like, as soon as we hang up. I, you, you must to watch that clip. You must. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you an Instagram DM with a screenshot of the finished video. <laughs> as I would expect only you to do. <laughs> um but yeah so so do it and, and and put those videos in and send them in and um you know tag jesse tag everybody just keep keep on keeping on I mean, that man probably hates me anytime he i anytime he'll be posting like he'll post like oh we're casting survivor 43 44 i'll swipe up be like i applied and you're like why aren't you calling me <laughs> he probably is sick of me he probably wants to block me because i'm all up in his the dms time, and then the one time that you know he's not you might get called right true yeah and you have to be on your A. You got to be on your A game because they're not playing. It's very difficult. Yeah, Thank it's a process, and you, and you need to listen. I believe that everybody is meant to be on when they're on, but I will tell you that this is a process that is not for the weak, and it's mm -hmm. not for people. This is you have to be extremely resilient. It's a mental game. It's a mental mind game, and it, it's never ending. You eat, breathe, and sleep, survivor through the show, before, through casting, after casting on the show after the show it never ends so you really have to be mentally prepared for this so you know whatever is happening in your life there's a reason you're not there yet but when you get there you'll be ready okay that's beautiful thank you i'll i'll, I'll remember <laughs> that next time i apply next time they don't call me they back. don't call me back. Okay. next time they do call me back stop it sorry sorry next time when they do call me back and i'll, I'll think of that Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So on that positive, amazing note, um, we like to end our episodes with questions from listeners for you. So questions from your fans that want to know stuff. So are there any specific advantages that you think should be removed from Survivor? 
specific advantages. No, I I would keep advantages in. I like advantages. I just didn't like the okay. one that we had. <laughs> okay. Um, and would you ever come back for a second chance of season? Um, yeah, <laughs> like in 25 minutes, I would pack my ah! shit and leave. I think everyone would die to see that. Yeah, I would die. I would to freak see that. out. I want to see you back. Literally, like I wasn't even kidding when I said you are literally my my favorite survivor. I've seen all forty seasons, and I just connected with you for some reason when I was watching on TV. Like I would freak out if I saw you back on TV. Um, I'm not so, even. So, oh my god, I would, and I would be like, Leith is my biggest supporter ever, and he yes, and he yes. even knows I made fire. So let's just. <laughs> Let's now that I'm now that I know that I feel like now I'm like the epitome of a Tiffany fan. Well, now we're like BFF, so it's like and me. Yeah. this is like a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. me. Yeah, also champagne. We already know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We forget champagne. I'll be sure to hook you up with my. No, son. oh like, my god, I would literally die. I would literally. Do you have oh Snapchat? God, I could be like your mother-in-law. Do you have Snapchat? <laughs> I, I do have Snapchat, but I don't even know how to use uh, it. I don't know my. Son. I was gonna say. I was gonna say if me. I go to Michigan State, I will just be Snapchatting you with your son. I'll be like, "Look who this is." Listen, if you're in Michigan State, like you got to be like, I am. I was a podcaster, and I had your mom on there. I'm a diehard Tiffany you. fan. Tiffany <laughs> follows me. Your mom. Or or Champion, I have one better for you. When I go visit my son, I will hit when? you up and let you know. I'm okay, but when? When? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. And don't worry, I will let you know. Okay. That, yes. I will yes. let you know. Promise. 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 That's a fair deal. <laughs> Late. I don't know when I'll be in Virginia, but when I am, we'll meet. Yeah. Ever in DC? I live right outside DC. So if you're ever, oh, uh, ever we're, in town. I'm always in DC. My husband's um, brother lives in DC. So we're, we're there. My husband was just there. So yeah, we're there. Oh, all okay. Time. Yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. I'm, I'm right. I'm right outside, like 30 minutes outside DC. All right. So I used to live in Arlington. What? Seriously? Yeah, my husband had to work there for a little while, and uh, we lived in Arlington for 18 months. Uh, I live in Ashburn, like Loudoun County, if you know where that is. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Okay, so if you could choose any season to be a part of of Survivor that was not your own, what season would that be? Anything but season 41. (laughs) (laughs) I want, like, the old season back. Like, I want, like, only because I want, like, 39. No, I loved my season, but I... And I would never tra- trade my experience ever. But like, I would love to have played like not the season, a normal not season. To drop the four, keep the one, like the right, the other one, the other you ones. know? Yeah, yeah. The ones that I casually watched as a fan, I would like to try that. So, what's your favorite Survivor Is season? That fair? And what's your any Survivor favorite players? Um. Okay, so this one's tough. Survivor player. I really love so many people, and it's like hard. Um, I love. I just. I loved Elaine just because she made me laugh. I just enjoyed her. Um, I loved. I mean, I loved Tony. I loved Boston Rob Harv. Like these people, I all like, and I love them all. The classics. And Chrissy was great. Um, I really liked, uh, oh, it's hard because I know them. I know a lot of them now personally. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. So now I feel like I love them, and I, but I love them because I know them, but it's not the mm-hmm. same. Um, I, and a favorite season, I would have to say the season that I got engaged, which I think was Token Chains. I think that's when I got engaged to that during, I got engaged while watching Survivor. Oh um, my God, what? Yeah. That should have been a part of your storyline. They should have talked was. about that. They told it. Or maybe oh, it was damn, I really am no, not a Tiffany fan. I had, I had I like, you, you're killing me. I had like a scarab in my mouth and, and my husband proposed to me while we were watching um, Survivor in That's beautiful. And 10. I think it was Token Chains, right? Is that 2010? Wow. Yeah. I think 
2010, I think, was Heroes vs. Villains, and Samoa was around, was airing in that time, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Token Change was right before that. I think Token Change was season eight, eight <laughs> was season eighteen, I think. Maybe it's one of those seasons, but any one of that was because I got engaged. So we're gonna go. <laughs> okay. um, but again, I was a casual fan, so you know, I just love watching it in general. Yeah. Okay, so Tiffany, is there anything else that we haven't discussed today that you want to share with our listeners? I feel like we covered most of it. Mm, just like you know, fan favorite, bring, bring me, me back, back. please. <laughs> bring I'll me start back. the campaigning right now, for real. Bring me back, like I really want to go back. Um, you know, I'm definitely one of those people that like I'm so thankful I was out there in the first place, and of course I would never be like, oh my god, you have to bring me back. But also, I really want to win. Yeah, fans are safe for three. Let's lock in our alliance right now. I'm okay. taking you to the end with me. I hope you wouldn't take me out. Could you imagine if that would happen? Like that you'd be on. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> would they? Would they even allow that? You think they? They somehow find this and be like, <laughs> No, I would never listen, vote you out. Like I'm, I'm some sure people they would. That would be yeah. so epic if they do like podcast versus fan favorite podcast. <laughs> <versus> Please, <laughs> that would be like ridiculous. That'd be insane. Oh my I feel god, like- that would be so much fun because. You know, I, I, you know, you, you youngsters would be like, I'm team Tiffany and we're not going to flip on hundred percent. Like there's some people that are like, like I, I would never vote out Sari. I'd vote out Sari. Sorry. I, I, oh, I take Sari to the end. Everyone's like, there's some people that never won that they take to the end that they would like, I would be like, no, the one per- exception to that, I would say I'd play a cutthroat survivor game. I like to think, but the one person I could never betray, like I can never live with myself if I betrayed Tiffany. So oh my that's. God. Champagne. He is a no. You know why I'm rolling my eyes? Because he would vote out me. He would absolutely betray me, but he would never betray (laughs) you. Yeah, I would. would Yeah, sorry. I mean, you're not Tiffany. Sorry. Sorry. He would betray you only when necessary. But me, he'd be like, I can't vote you out because I'd go home before Tiffany. When I first started watching Survivor, I loved Sierra Easton solely because she voted out her mom. That's how much of a conniving player I would want to play like. Yeah. So. So that's the stuff that you guys need to talk about on your videos. Okay. And shoot them to me. I'll I'll take a look at them too, just to see like, you know, if it's like something that I think is dynamic. Not that I'm anybody, but I would look at it for you if you want me to look at it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Next time I, I apply. I'll <laughs> I'm cool like that. I'll take a look at it and be like, here's what, I, here's my advice. Advice <laughs> from the person who had the worst survivor video in history. <laughs> right. Here. I mean, it got you on the show. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what's to say? They loved her personality. It's, it's worse of the best. It's true. And I'm sure there was. There's always worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. They always talk about how people don't send in TikTok videos. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't like that. Apparently. Who would ever do that? What idiot? Like why? They do it. Not... They do it like crazy. They're all over TikTok, and which, by the way, I'm horrible at TikTok. No, we love you. Um, I did try. It's just. Oh, I'm horrible. I'm cringy. I'm cringy on on Instagram. My son will write me. I'll be like, "What was that? Take it." <laughs> The funniest thing was, like, the post that you had posted right before you got voted out was, like, a picture of your face, like, photoshopped onto, like, a train. Yeah. And, like, that, like, got... And it was, like, the TIFF train. Like, the, that was, like, all the comments were, like, oh, we love you, we love you. And it's, like, that's funny that, like, that was the post. That was, like, the thing that people saw. I know. It was terrible. And how about when, like, I'm flying with, like, the dolphins through the air? Oh, my God. That's my favorite. I lo- That's my favorite meme, like, ever. Like, my, my friend was, like, I want that framed as my, as my like, as a gift. I'm, like, okay. That's what I'm getting for you. It's hysterical. Send it to me. I will sign it for you. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, I, I will take you up on that because I feel like that's, like, the best gift ever I could give. Oh, my so, gosh. Yes, Send it. Send no, late. You and I have to go to, we have to oh. go to Hearts of Reality next year. I'm going for sure. Late is the one yeah, to me, that's... Yeah, Tiffany. Now, see, I would never want to go to that. I 
I, I think it's a waste of my money. But I mean, if Tiffany's going, I might have to. Spend well, my I will. I'll make sure to be there so that you can so that you can hang out with me for more than three minutes, and then you're like, oh, she's insane. <laughs> No, we talked to you for what, like almost two hours now. This is our longest interview we've ever had. Like, and I feel like I could talk to you for another two hours. So. Oh my God. I love you guys. This has been so much. Okay, oh, now I'll have to say guys. I love the two of you. How's that? No, I, no, you can, you can call us guys. <laughs> okay. That's good. fine with either of us. Good, because I, um, I really use it all the time. No, I, I, I guess. Okay, this is maybe a little bit controversial. I mean, we don't need to get into this conversation, but I didn't really understand why Jeff, like, I feel like there's bigger bigger thing fish to fry than like being so focused like if it was really a big issue that he wanted to drop it he just he wouldn't have made a conversation about it yeah i think a lot of people feel that way and i think that you know this is just in an effort to be of the moment and Mm -hmm. try to show that they are trying very hard to be sensitive to everything and i think it's just like one of those things where optics are really important for shows in general. And uh, that was what they thought was going to be a good, you know, listen, you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. True. There you have True. It. Yeah. Right. Because just like I would say as, as, a, as a player and as a fan, right, here's, here's the player. They may be talking good and they may be talking bad, but they're talking. So yeah. it's, it's that old age thing of negative or positive reinforcement. It's still, they're talking about you. And it's like, so, you know, it, it, it's a thing. So you have to like, that is probably what they wanted. And, and they did exactly what they wanted because it was controversial. Yeah. True. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, any publicity, I guess is good publicity, especially in that case, it's not like they're doing anything bad. Like they're being of the moment, Mm -hmm. as you said. So, I mean, for sure. I mean, it's going to be controversial, but nothing that's going to get them in trouble or anything no. like that. So, I mean, it's pretty, for sure. It's pretty like, you know, it's pretty calm in the world of what can get us in trouble. Um, yeah. And I think that they actually accomplished what they wanted to. So, yeah. you know, you never know. That probes. Yeah. He's the monster. He's the yeah. monster. He's the monster that they, they kept talking about. He's the monster. <laughs> probes, you're a monster. No, I think the bounce beam was the monster, but nobody wants to do that. That's a freaking monster. Yeah, clearly it was. Honestly, I think that balancing was rigged against him. Because you know why, why? Like, I think somebody was under like moving it. Like, get her off yeah. of it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. People say Survivor's not rigged. Nah, the the balance team was rigged was against totally him. Totally rigged. Look bad. It was totally yeah. rigged. Don't worry, I'm coming back for no. that thing, and I'm gonna be like, no. But after that, you were you were a beast in competitions. Like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, you carried. You actually carried, though. You were such an asset. Right after that, you know what I mean? That's right. I was not the bleeding artery, Voce, you jerk. He was. He got you a bleeding artery. That's jerk. ridiculous. That so funny. I was like, bleeding artery just left, and now we're winning everything. So for real, what happened, Voce? But yeah, thank you, thank you for saying that, Champion. Thank you for. Oh, noticing. I noticed, of course. Yeah, I mean, who didn't notice it? Seriously, yeah, that was like the biggest arc I could have seen was you coming from behind. I mean, like, ugh, I was even cheering for myself. I'm like, I love me. <laughs> <laughs> I love me. I'd look at my husband. He'd be like, I'm "Like what? Did you see that?" He's like, "I have my eyes. I see you, honey. I see you." I'm like, "You saw that, right? That was all me." Um, but I did watch Bounds being like this. It was like a yeah. Movie. I can imagine how difficult that. Oh god, I was like, "This is yeah. disgusting. Stop it." My poor son calls me. He's like, "Mom, what was that?" I'm like, "You know what? I really don't need you to say that to me right now. I know what it was. It was a bit yeah, long. you're getting enough hate online. Your your son really to be the one to, like, to real, put was, the nail in the coffin." Have you not looked at Twitter and? like discord and anything else. <laughs> Could you just hang up the phone right now? Because 
What was that? That was your mom making a total of <laughs> on national TV. But you know what? I did it with grace and I'm very fine with it. So keep yeah. moving because the next episode is going to be much Yes. Better, as it was. Yes. And it was the next few episodes. You, right? you were killing it. I, I, I was killing yeah. it. But you guys yeah. are an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and for um, putting up with my schedule being terrible. Thank you. No, Tiffany, I was willing to move <laughs> anything out of the way to have this. Like seriously, like... You, I've never been hyped. I've said it probably a bajillion times already. They're probably sick of hearing me say this. Uh, this has been the best interview, in my opinion. Sorry to everybody else that's been on our show. Oh, you're I, so cute. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Uh, you guys want to do a talk about 42, you just call me up. No, I, no, don't even, okay. like, All right. don't even think, like, I will accept that 100%. We'll do that. I'll threaten you with a good time, Champagne. I'm threatening you with a good time. Okay. All right. Well, we'll hit you up. Like, promise, promise that. We'll hit you up. Yeah, up. All right, so that's right. All right, I'm pretty well, cool. I'm really cool. Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do your your closing shtick here. Go ahead, here we go. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up our conversation with the bleeding artery, Tiffany herself. Um, thanks so much, Tiffany, for joining us. We loved talking with you today. That was amazing. Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing, and uh, let's get you some more of the Forty One Cast on your show. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you like what we've made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. So you guys can follow me on TikTok at lolathe and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you guys have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast.com. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week with another episode, hopefully another interview coming up very soon. Thanks.